This is JB McConville, aka J Business. I don't have any allegiance, I'm just looking for the money. You're listening to the DU Football Show. That's Except also bullshit. He has an allegiance. His allegiance is Man United. I know. But I also think his allegiance is Man United to fuck with you. <laughs> yeah, it's probably true. And let's face it, um, not your best effort, JB, last week. You were mm-hmm. a little, uh, little hammer time. Ken brought the thunder. I thought Ken was very good. Ken was good. JB was loose. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smell the Malort, but straight in shorts. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, with all that hair, and I quote... My co-host, Mr. Sammy Graham. Sammy, how you doing? What's happening, everybody? That's why I told you, you when we were doing our pre-show, I said, you just gave me the open. Thank well, you. I it, appreciate it. It tickled. With, with all that hair. <laughs> it, hey, no. Show title, in the first, uh, show title in the first two minutes. I mean, but, I mean, <laughs> but also, Mel, I mean, come on. It's... I, you finally, it's your mute button, your choice, and then all you can do is fuck up the mute button constantly. See, this is why Sam doesn't give you responsibilities. <laughs> this is why he takes them away from you and decides your flavor profile. That's right. I was in mute prepared mode. Just go on with it. <laughs> all right, let's have her hit her muterus and we keep going here, all right? <laughs> We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please rate, subscribe, review, share with a footballing friend. And should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. It is at DU Football Show on all the social medias and Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Uh, we do check our DMs, so hit us up. Had a few pretty good interactions uh, over the last couple of weeks uh, since the season started. Um, or if you're close enough or become close enough that you end up having our phone numbers, you can just text us, which is what <laughs> my boy Kenny did. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, that, that, that happens too. Resident Southampton supporter. Yeah, um, what did he have to say? Uh, he didn't lose 9 nothing. No, he didn't. Uh, another <laughs> South Coast friend did. Uh, what he what he did say is he has a note for the fantasy portion of the podcast, which obviously happens on injury time, um, which, if you want to find that, is at patreon.com backslash do football show. That is our preview of the upcoming weekend. Uh, anyway. And that was Jonesian, the way he just dropped that fucking... I mean, seriously, you took a master class from Alex Jones on how to fucking get people to, uh, you know, to, to promote something. It was really fucking brilliant. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, go ahead. You know, it's all a conspiracy by the lizard people. Um, <laughs> satire, satire, satire. Please, YouTube, don't take us down for satire. Look, look. The infiltration of Liverpool happened last year. We're in a happy place now. I heard. Now it's Chelsea trying to ruin us. Thank you. Continue. So Mark is our resident Nottingham Forest supporter, correct? Mm-hmm. It's Mark, right? So he said Sam Surge of Nottingham Forest was subbed on for one minute in, <laughs> that, in that game. In doing so, he was in front of Pablo Fornells on Kenny's bench in fantasy. 
<laughs> who had 11 points and it would have gave him his first win of the season. <laughs> so Sam Surge got subbed into his lineup instead of Pablo Fornell. I was waiting to hear like Sam Surge got like a, a yellow card and gave him like negative, negative one points. But no, he just gave him one point. The problem was... 11 points right behind him. Right behind him, right. Uh, And then he said, thus adding uh, fuel to the fire in the Southampton Forest Derby, which he has now personally dubbed and coined the phrase the Arbor Derby. The Arbor Derby, okay. Like Uh, that? (laughs) Which just sounds fun, is what he said. Arbor Derby. Which is pretty good. Um, Because they both have trees, right? I was going to call it the fuck your tree, Derby. (laughs) You know, because it's each one just looking at their tree. Fuck your tree. No, fuck your tree. (laughs) (laughs) The tree's always greener on the other side. (laughs) Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we've got to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Uh... Mr. Graham, we're going to go ahead and do another Westward. Why? Because I'm, much like you, a whore. Yes. Uh, so this is Westward American Single Malt. Uh, if you're not aware, if you haven't listened to the show in the last fucking month, um, it is uh, their Pinot Noir cask finish. So I think this now completes the portfolio unless you get your samples of cask strength by next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this is going to come in at 90 proof. And again, Newsflash, you're... I will. You're running around uh, seventy nine. Them this week is this going to be seventy nine ninety nine to eighty nine ninety nine again? Uh, yeah. This yeah. This is just like the stout cask. Yep. Uh, so there you go. There, one hundred percent malted barley aged to perfection. Uh, yet to be determined. Plum, apricot, and chocolate ganache. Ooh, specific. Fuck you. It's aged to perfection. Apple, plantain, and nutmeg, and a rich raisin, dark orchid fruit, and sweet malt finish. And I actually think it's delicious. It really I still is. prefer the cow, uh, the uh, stout cat. The cow, the cow, the, the cow stash. We all love cow tasks. Um, <laughs> cow stashes are the best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the stout cask finish mm-hmm. um personally hey, but kitty this, quickly it's okay this is delicious yeah i do like it a lot i uh, do forgive me for not knowing the winery that would be the portion of the trip where uh i had gone to the malting facility and uh was up until three o'clock in the morning the night prior drinking all the whiskey portland had no more whiskey because all of us in the sales force had drank successfully all. drank all the whiskey in portland and uh, I might have been a little hungover, and at the brewery, I might have liked to, uh, our industry term, uh, term Sam, um, I might have chewed down the Mexican lager. Nice. <laughs> like, yeah. The 4% Mexican lager was was tough. <laughs> like, that was a tough <laughs> one to put back. I've been there, done and that. And I might have said, you know what, I'm going to pass on the uh, winery since this is, quote, our free day. Uh, Daddy's going to take a nap. So uh, I regrettably do not remember the name of the winery. I'm sure my boss will quickly let me know as he gets to hear all of these clips because I'm sending them to him, you know. Nice. Not kissing up. Not kissing up at all. No, I'm not no. kissing up, boss. Not one bit. <laughs> but this is delicious. Yes. I, I, I really enjoy this whiskey. The, the dark fruit stands out for me, uh, of course. Um, I do like, and, and this does happen with some wine cask finished whiskeys, is they pick up some of that tannin quality. Yeah. This does not. Mm. Which is good because I don't like that dryness um, in my whiskey. I do in my wine, but I don't in my whiskey. No. This does not suck your teeth in or uh, suck your cheeks in rather at all. It doesn't stick to your teeth. It's just a, it's just a damn good product. It's, it's, it's just kissed by the Pinot Noir. It's just kissed by the Pinot Noir uh, barrel. So the category as a whole, right? It's very simple when you hear the word single malt to immediately think, oh, scotch, right? Well, there's similarities in the fact that it's 100% barley and that it is distilled in one place and bottled in one place. That is kind of standard. But 
I would say Irish single malts are nothing like, no. you know, are, are nothing like Scottish single malts. Um, Indian and Japanese single malts tend to pay a little homage to uh, Scottish single malts simply because Scottish single malts really hold a major sales force in those markets. Like, oh, yeah. it's what well, this is a blend, but Johnny Walker Black rules the rest of the world. We don't think of that here in America, but Fuck, like in Grant's, Japan, Grant's yeah. blended scotch sells like a motherfucker. And you can't sell any of it here. No. It, it is I a, mean, Johnny Johnny sells, but yeah, you know, yeah. not, not but comparatively. Your, but your yeah. Grant's, you can't, you, you never have a number on Grant's. No. No, just not what it they is. They tried that for a year. None of us hit them. They dropped yeah. it. They were like, yeah. they're like, yeah. they're like hey, it's all it's all Johnny and a little bit of doers and then maybe some Chivas. And that's it. Grant ain't coming in. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's that ain't gonna happen. So, but the rest anywho, of the world, it's a premium brand, right? So, with this, this is a little bit, um, like I said, that's where the similarities kind of end, right? Using new American white oak, Scottish whiskey uses, you know, used oak. In this idea, Speyside whiskeys in Scotland tend to use a lot of old wine barrels, right? Yes. Things like Madeira, Port, Sherry. Like Sherry is just commonplace, right? You make the Sherry Hogshead, expand a bourbon barrel, throw a Sherry butt. Uh, on each end and voila you get best of both worlds in that regards yep well why bother shipping barrels from halfway across the world when one portland's kind of known for making beer Mm -hmm. and you can simply take your casks give them to breweries let them do a barrel aged stout you get all the qualities of port oh yeah all the qualities of port finish right there why bother doing a sherry barrel when you've got willamette valley one of the i mean honestly next to burgundy probably the best pinot making region in the world yeah you know sonoma maybe i'd i'd still debate that willamette's better i like the russian river valley yeah. a bit those are delicious yeah those are but I, i'd probably say at the end of the day well, willamette's, willamette's probably, willamette's there. it's 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 b1 and b one b and one and uh and uh two b you know oh, like you, right and for everybody listening at home our one friend on twitch uh-huh. uh if you want to know how to remember to say willamette because it's not willamette yeah it's Willamette, damn it. Yep, that's exactly That's it. how you remember it. So, And this provides all those really wonderful flavors to yes. it, too. It's uh, it's, it's delicious. It's, I, I really enjoy this whiskey. It's fabulous. And it's we, worth every penny. And we tried uh, one fun thing that we'll try once it's finally officially in market on the show live, but we tried it on, uh, on Injury Time. And uh, today, Sam, we will get to try something else special on Injury Time, too. Ooh. Yeah, something that is not available at all in market. That's a teaser. That's a teaser. Yeah. Right. So if you want to, you know, fulfill that tease, patreon.com backslash D football show. Love it. All right, kids, let's get into it. Let's have a good show. Let's do some footy talk. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Yeah. You said you had a correspondence thing. Uh, yes, I did. In fact, I was going to save it till uh, till later on. Oh, but all right. Go I, ahead. No, 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 I'll oh, go sorry. Ahead and, I'll go ahead and do it now. Just real quick. Um, a big shout out to fucking Ryan Williams, uh, one of the hosts of the uh, American Toffee podcast. Yes. Uh, Familiar, Dur- Mr. We had a, a very enthusiastic chat on the 20 for 20 show, Ryan Abs- and I. Absolutely. And uh, Ryan uh, gave us a big shout out on the American Toffee pod this week. Um, I did give correspondence. The uh, color commentator was uh, uh, very interesting, we'll say, uh, for... For uh, we'll, we'll we'll say he was old school and just didn't like anything Everton did except for Anthony Gordon. That's all he liked. Was right? it Graham Sunis? No, it wasn't Graham Sunis. <laughs> no, it, it, it wasn't. Did he come it back late from halftime because he was taking the weed, Joby? It wasn't Mister Maga, uh, Graham Sunis. Uh, 
Brexit, <laughs> Graham yeah. Sinus. But he was he he was exceptionally biased and not very good. So like it's one thing if you're biased and you at least weave a you know a yeah yeah you, yeah I feel you. You speak well and it sounds good. It just wasn't good. So I had tweeted him uh, what our match reactions were, and I was like. Well, I'm just interested to hear what Ryan has to say about the commentary team because honestly, the match didn't offer much. <laughs> and that's uh, funny. And but at that at that time, he was like, first off, Sam's right, and then second, he uh, you know he just uh, quickly said, you know, hey, you know, give the boys a listen. The show is absolutely hysterical. Uh, he goes, if not for just the opening song alone, you have to listen to the show. <laughs> and uh, really like the guys. And I just wanted to say it was very kind of him to give a shout out and. Uh, for any dumb reason, if there are any um, uh, American Toffee Pod people who are listening to us for the first time, shoot us a shoot us a tweet, shoot us a message on Instagram. We'd love to hear that. Uh, yeah, definitely hit us up. Get get on to the uh, the socials right now if you're watching yeah. us currently. If somebody's kind enough to give us a plug, I want to let that person know that their plug meant something. That's always important to do. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the first time that I ever agree with somebody on anything, I'd like to tell them that. So Ryan, well mm-hmm. done. I, I completely agree with your assessment of our show. It is fucking hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> and and I've also I've also been one to, of course, uh uh mention directly, you know, shows like uh The Everton Aren't We, American Toffee Pod, Whole yes. Lot of Wolves, like shows that are specific to one team that really do a great job of kind of branding the message of those teams and if you're someone who's listening to this as a whole and you have a team you support i always say listen to two shows listen to a show that talks about your the team directly, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then come listen to us to hear about the rest of the league because we ain't getting into any deep fucking theological discussions unless it's about ashley barnes kissing another fucking grown man because that that shit we live for uh, or just, just don't listen to the ones that cover the whole league because we cover that whole for you well exactly <laughs> um or we deep dive when another team loses nine to nil. Absolutely. That's what we call a transition, boys and girls. The Giants of the Prem scored some goals this weekend. One was a comeback, and the other tied a Premier League record. Liverpool nine, Bournemouth nil, Man City four, Palace two. For the fourth time in the Prem, Sam, there has been a nine nothing. Uh, game and we have well documented the two times <laughs> twice because they're double good at Within it a year <laughs> that that Southampton did it yep there is this one and then of course back in 1995 Manchester United beat Ipswich Town 9-0 in Norwich's greatest result ever uh, you stopped oh, all over my fucking joke it. you asshole did you have that in Norwich's only <laughs> successful moment in the prep that's what I was gonna say you fuck I, before we recorded this show I even told you that's I, I forgot a, I told I for, you I forgot but great minds think alike in in Norwich that's brilliant in Norwich City's only true moment of glory <laughs> That's so funny. I forgot you had a dig for please, them. Please explain to everybody uh, Ipswich and Norwich, Norwich, because neither one of them have been at the Prem at the same time. It is the old farm derby, they call it, because they're in the middle of fucking nowhere. And they're they like an one... hour apart from each other, and they're like, well, we're the closest ones to each other, amass this great fucking desert. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I yeah. guess we have a derby. Well, the farmland, yeah. yeah. And it's, um. so they're in Suffolk, Norwich or Norfolk, uh, which is two neighboring kind of regions in the same area of England. They're about a, an hour apart or so. Um, and basically it's all farmland in between them. So they're, it's called the old farm, obviously a play on the old firm 
from Scotland, Celtic it's, and Rangers. It's the part of the train ride that I took as I was going up to Edinburgh that I fell asleep. Yeah, exactly. There was nothing to see. No, there's nothing there. Um, but yeah, so uh, they have a, a rivalry. It's it's kind of not as intense as it used to be, mm-hmm. really, because it's kind of similar to, I guess, out West Ham Millwall. Right. Because they don't often share the league at the same time. Right. But so. much, much like... United in Wednesday, the minute one has a failure, they love to bring it up. Oh, of like, course, absolutely. Ips- Ipswich went down the year that uh, Norfolk, uh, not Norfolk, um, Norwich. Uh, Norwich went up mm-hmm. for the 11th time that they probably went down for the <laughs> 11th time. But when they went up, they were like, yeah, I don't know what feels better. Us finishing first and going up or Ipswich finishing 20th and going down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's one of those good old fun rivalries yeah think think of it in the same regards as you would say like Merseyside or the Manchester Derby or the North London just not as big but it doesn't mean that there isn't honest to God hatred between the two teams yeah and good banter as well I mean just getting after each other and and talking shit is is always a joy well fuck Liverpool decided to score some fucking goals Mr. Graham from start to fucking finish they scored in the second minute and again in the 85th Mm -hmm. so it was just a constant bombardment my biggest problem One yellow card for Bournemouth. I said this to you how many fucking times? So, in my notes, yet again, great minds think alike. Uh, I I have only the captain, Smith, gets a yellow card, which he's gotten one every game this season, so does it really count, or was that just his obligatory yellow card he likes to get? It just... Have some (laughs) self-respect. You're getting kicked all over the park. Kick them back. The team did. I, I do something. I haven't read uh, any. I didn't actively go out and look for news. Um, did Parker get fired today? Because he should have been. Yeah, possibly. I mean, he hasn't. No, but no, like just, he should be. I mean, it, you remember that meme of the kid standing with the stick? It's a, a stick figure drawing. And mm-hmm. he's poking the thing on the floor going, yeah. do something. Yeah. That is Scotty Parker at halftime. And then promptly what, 53 seconds, I think it was, into the second half? They give up the sixth goal, was it? Or fifth goal or something? It was, it was, no, it was, it, was, fuck, it was the sixth. It was number... It was number... Because they were 5-0 at yeah, halftime. It was number six yeah, because... fucking ridiculous. Just were, before halftime and just after halftime. They were down 4-0 in 20 minutes, Sam. Yeah. It was like 25 minutes, they were down 4 fucking nil. So everybody was giving Firmino stick as well last week. Mm-hmm. Two goals, three assists. Look at my teeth. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, and I mean, teeth, I mean, he had them cleaned or something because they shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> now, there's, don't sue me, Rihanna. I think that was Rihanna, right? I, but I also think I, I, think I don't was, remember. I'm pretty sure. Uh, um, that's right. You're both old. Yeah. Don't or, <laughs> just don't listen to pop music, asshole. <laughs> I'm getting a middle finger from Mel. The <laughs> anywho, the idea is that you were hoping there would you you bring in the players you bring in like Jota and um and uh old red card because you're going to build more competition right yep okay well you get, guess what man that's been sitting on the bench came in like you two lit goals, a fire under Firmino's ass two goals three assists so now it, Bournemouth did them didn't do themselves any favors mm-hmm. either um i think the own, there was a lot made about the own goal I don't think he had any other decision to make in that position. No. Um, I also think it should have been offside. Yeah, I tend to agree. The position of that player forced him into that decision. He felt like he needed to intercept that ball 
and and make it action, make a play on the ball because of the position of the Liverpool player. I yeah, think it was agreed. I think it was Louise. Uh, uh, Diaz, Luis Diaz. Yeah, it was yeah, Diaz's yeah. second. Uh Luis we're on a first name basis. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> um You're just fucking mate, you hang out the pub. Well that share a pint. Yeah. That's that is the definition of interfering with play then. Right, of course. Right? Because the defender doesn't do that unless he's standing there. So, I, I don't know. I, I think that should have been um, offside. Nine goals, 12 shots on target. Yeah. That is fucking ruthless. That is, that's surgical. That I is. mean, Firmino fucked up and Harvey Elliott scored. He took a very loose touch, got an assist for it. Like, everything was just falling into place. I I, I had tweeted this during the match. When Harvey Elliott scored, they had, on Yahoo Sports, said, like, all four of his names, like his middle name and his Christian name. So it was like Harvey John Sean Elliott. I was like, I'm using all his Christian name, government name, using him all official. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, like his confirmation name and everything. Well, because typically I, I, I it's normally because <laughs> whenever, say, like a Brazilian player wins, who of course uh, scores, of who of course goes by one name normally, it will legitimately have like all the name, like the five names all Spanish or Portuguese names that are all in a big long line that looks like a full sentence all across yes, the uh, yep. screen of your phone. So it's I like, guess they just do it for English players too. We're going to give him his old Christian name. Have you seen Pele's real name? Ah, uh, it's like so, Pele Nascimento. Da, 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 da. It's like <laughs> seven names. I mean, typical Brazilian. He's oh, got yeah. like seven fucking names. Right. Yeah, that happens. Um, I think I can't decide between Trent Alexander Arnold's goal. Or Carvalho's goal for which one was better? I'd probably because say Alexander Car- Arnold's. As it, as the goal itself, it has yeah. to be. But for the entire play, I think it's Carvalho's because of the cross. Then the Simicas volley back to him in the air, mm. and then it was also a volley into the it was, into the net. The ball never touched the fucking ground again. Huh. So as an entire play. I think that one was probably better. But if you're just looking at the strike, it's Trent Alexander-Arnold hands down. Uh, I do have to take a piss with Klopp just because, well, I'm an Evertonian and I have to take a piss with Klopp every week. Um, if he had lost 9 nothing, do you think he would have been okay with the coach of the other team throwing his arm around him and holding him in? So like, that also pissed me off because... Like, fuck you, asshole. I know a certain uh, lovely bearded friend of ours that would have a problem with it as well, yeah. and I know he would react in the same way. Yeah. If that if a coach came over to me and I was on the end of that sort of drubbing and he put his arm around me, I would headbutt him in the fucking chest like yeah, Zidane. I'd have pushed him that away. Is, I'd have been like, did and, you fucking think that's okay? And I think that is indicative of the abject and bullshit performance that Bournemouth put in. That is how hard Scotty Parker has become. Yeah. He's go he he's going into the Premier League soft. Yeah, he is. It's not good. <laughs> Isn't it? Not good at all. That's pitiful. I mean, get the fuck off me. Yeah. Get yeah. off me. I, I, I would have physically like, pushed you, you away, do? but like. I would have headbutted no, in the chest. No. Like, what are you doing? I don't no. get over in your fuck. I'd be like, hey, fourth official. He's not in his fucking technical area to get him out of here. I just, I would have looked right. The fuck you think you're doing? Yeah. 
That's do that. Do that backstage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you don't need to do that out front. Uh, we don't need fucking, eight, you know, 30,000, 40,000 oh, people. Seeing oh, it. Klopp's consoling me. Get I, the fuck out of here. I'm a fucking professional last, fucking. Yeah. I'm a professional it fucking coach in the league. So fuck patronizing. You. It was so patronizing. And just to think, just to think, oh my God, if he was getting his ass kicked like that, would he allow someone to walk up and throw their arm around him. Would he really allow that? I was so fucking mad. It just... Uh, I would have been uh, so mad. I was angry for him. But this is my problem. Like I said, one fucking yellow card. Mm-hmm. Nobody on that field gives a shit. No one has any dignity. Parker didn't give a shit. That's push what I'm saying. Like, That's what push, I'm saying. What the hell? Go down fighting. You know yeah. what I mean? Don't just roll over and die. Um, Go down fighting. That's stupid. Look, we're four games in, and you have to be a special, special kind of bad. This is going to please Forest supporters. Only Darby County has been this kind of bad. But if that's how abject they're going to be, and -hmm. if they keep Parker on, great. They have three points. I'd like to know where they're going to get seven more. Do you want a little bit of a rogue shout? Sure. Scotty Parker or... Brendan Rogers, brother Brendy. Yeah. One of the first two managers sacked. Yeah. I uh, honestly. Either one of them could be the first manager sacked. And the reason is, is Lester has come to expect a certain level. Mm-hmm. And even Jamie Vardy's not hitting that level. Right. And if he can't find intensity, there's no hope for the rest of us. No, no, no. <laughs> if Jamie much. Vardy can't find intensity, we're fucked. I mean, Vardy fucking, you know, does coke out of a Red Bull can and smashes it against his head before and chews glass before he walks onto the fucking field. Allegedly, 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 allegedly. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Thank you. I appreciate that. But like I That's uh, for injury time, never mind. Sam, I honestly I honestly <laughs> There's was a, thinking a stripper and a Red Bull can joke in there somewhere. I'm gonna leave it. I was injury time. Legitimately <laughs> thinking, Sam, that you and I, when we write our preseason predictions, that we were going to have to write the second manager fired because the first one was already fired before the end By of the, the time window. we get there. Yeah. That can still happen on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We could be doing a show on Thursday where a manager's already fired, and I think there's enough candidates that that could fucking happen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, well, to be fair, Watford's not in the league, so mm-hmm. probably not. Right. <laughs> But still. I think that a, a manager being fired in August, I think, has only happened like three times. I think the only um, thing saving so, Parker right now is the fact that he has to play like really, really good team. So he just played Liverpool, then he has to play Arsenal. Like, okay, that's well, you know, Arsenal then Liverpool yeah, in, the, no, in just, the previous two weeks. Yeah, and then they have to play. I think they have to play uh, like Tottenham next or something like okay, that. Okay, like yeah, they, yeah. It doesn't yeah. get or or City. It might even be City. It doesn't get it any just easier. Does not yeah, get no, easier. absolutely. But for Liverpool, there's your fucking wake up call. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean that that, and they still have more people to come back from injury as well. Yeah, which, so they're only going to get stronger. You knew that they they weren't. I mean, we'd like to take the piss, obviously, but they you knew they weren't going to be in trouble. Oh no, they probably have lost the title now, but they I, weren't going to be in trouble. Yeah, I tend I tend to agree with that. It's going to take something special for them because well, it, it's the old cliche: you can't win the title in the first three four weeks, but you can certainly fucking lose it. And especially going into the next match, what with what City's done. Um, Palace take an early lead. There's an own goal in the first five minutes. They get the second goal. They're fucking charging right along. And Palace has been a bogey team for for City. Uh-huh. The second half fixed. Yep. Fucking. So I, I, this is now the second game in a row. Now City took the lead against Newcastle, obviously uh, uh, last week. Right. But then promptly shipped three. 
to them unanswered um, before roaring back to the 3-3 draw. Here, they ship two goals early against a, a better side, say Arsenal, with a little bit of confidence. We score early, we're shutting up shop. Mm-hmm. It's a lot harder to break us down than it is fucking Palace, you know, at this stage. Um, you look at some like Liverpool, if they come out screaming against City and score a couple early, if that's going to be a running theme, City could actually be in trouble. I think this season, this this season's going to be really fucking weird. This is going to be the hardest predictions we've had to write, I think. Because, and I'll tell you why, mm-hmm. that, that World Cup midseason... Changes a lot for a lot of teams. You're going to have, especially the big six in England, mm-hmm. and then certain players throughout the rest of the league, Pickford, for instance, mm-hmm. or a couple others, that are going to be heavily involved in a World Cup mm-hmm. that don't really have a preseason coming back from it again to to get back into tip top. You worry about injuries. You worry about cohesiveness. You worried about themes in the World Cup. Like what happened? Now, they worked it out, but with England playing Portugal, you remember when Ronaldo got Rooney sent off in the game they played against each other in the Euros, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, whatever it was. That could fracture a dressing room. Oh, absolutely. Now, can. Sir Alex was there, and he didn't allow that to happen, right. right? That didn't happen with United at that time. But there's a potential. There's some weak-ass coaches in this league that that, that could fucking ruin their dressing room mm-hmm. if something like that happened. Um, so I, it's going to be difficult, I think, for City to come back after the World Cup. Okay. They could drop some results. And you're seeing they're a little bit fragile. They're a little bit stagnant at the back and a little bit fragile in the beginning of games. They usually begin very brightly and dominate throughout. They grow into the game further on the back of their their already dominant start. That's not happening this season. I think there's a, a, a wider a wider issue at City. Um, and part of it, I think, is Emmerich Laporte being hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before he comes back, I think they might be in trouble for a little bit. I am going to take, you're going to find this interesting. I'm taking the exact opposite point of view. Okay. Because last year, those two matches are matches they lose. They have the great equalizer now. They've got the tip of the spear. And they leaned on that guy. Now, there's question that he probably should have seen a couple of yellow cards that he did not see in the first half. And then there was, of course, the uh, the goal that got called away from Palace because of uh, uh, the player stepping in front of the, uh, the, the throw or the roll from uh from ederson but i think that and we'll we'll get to that in a second because that's happened a couple times already this season so precedent has been set for that yep um until var gets involved right well var hasn't been getting involved do what they want that's what's funny the well it's how they've been handling it is what's been interesting but anywho i think erling holland offers that fucking get out of jail card i think he offers them the I think that they now have before people would set up shop and the best city could do was pass it around the outside of the box. Maybe somebody tried to dribble in and then lost the ball inevitably Mm -hmm. is what would happen. Well, now you put that big fucking Norwegian in the middle of the fucking box and you pipe a couple up there. Suddenly they got to spread out a little. That defense has to spread out a little bit, address those guys on the outside. Suddenly those holes start to open up again. So yeah. I'm tending, I'm, I, I, this is good because we shouldn't always fucking agree. I 
think that it's the exact opposite. I think that so, these these games are games they would have lost, and they tied and won. I'm going to make one more point to that, uh, counterpoint to that, is for, I mean, now City had a lot of the ball, obviously, uh, to the tune of almost 75%, uh, and 18 total shots um, to two uh, on Palace's part, I think. But what I will say is those three goals came in 17 minutes in the second half. The three to take the lead came in, in, in 17 total minutes. I worry for City against a more organized, more resilient opponent. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Palace, mm-hmm. but Palace don't have world-class stars across their team. Mm-hmm. If you look at the likes of Liverpool, Chelsea with Koulibaly now, with Arsenal and, and you know and their growth that they've had, those 17 minutes don't fucking happen. Liverpool, so what do you, Liverpool you can't has fucking, been... You can't blitzkrieg a, t- a team that's better than Palace. Let's remember before 9 nothing. Liverpool's defense has looked ordinary, and Van Dyke's gotten beaten. I understand that, but they have, they, had, they had a lot of injuries a, throughout that team. Dumb, hot-headed uh, uh, red card. So, and I'm sorry, Arsenal's just Arsenal, and they find a way to fuck it off. Right, come on, <laughs> we'll be fine. Don't worry about it. We'll be fine. The slightest bit of pressure, and you just like breaking the wind. I'm just saying that they're not going to be able to blitzkrieg a team like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. That that. That what well, I apologize for yeah, yeah. the Nazi reference. If anybody's offended by that, but it, it's just a term. You were looking for the term. To the use. term. It, it's. Um, Why don't you follow it up with kamikaze and just be fully racist there, Sam? That would be really not great. Racism. It's okay. just you know the trigger warning. That's okay. All. It's just just go for it. You hateful, hateful person. <laughs> Here we go. Satire, satire, satire. My gosh, guys. The the call against uh, Palace with uh, Ederson distributing the ball, um, the second game of the season um, against uh, Villa, Pickford went to punt a ball away, and it was Watkins had jumped in front of it and had hit it and knocked it out of bounds, mm-hmm. and um, there the referees just called a foul and had a kick. Mm-hmm. It uh, happened there, and then it also happened in one other game, and I can't remember it. It was off a throw, and the player jumped in front of the ball. All three times a foul got fa- called, all three times no card given, which seemed odd to me because in all three of those instances, I'm sorry, the goalkeeper has the right to distribute the ball. Correct. A roll, a throw, or a kick. So, I, And you can't just jump in front of them when they do it. Here's the thing. I, I, I think there's the interpretation of the law is... The goalkeeper's in possession of the ball, even though it's not physically touching it. Yeah, that's an extension of his hand as Correct. he's rolling as he's try- the ball. As he's trying to punt, as he's rolling, as he's all those things. Throwing, yeah. Throwing, whatever it may be. He's deemed to still be in control of the ball versus spilling a ball right. in the box from a corner and, you know, I score, but my follow-through kicks you in the chest. That's right. not a foul. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and I think it's just that interpretation of the law where players may view it as well, he's not fucking holding it. He dropped it. Well, he dropped it to punt it. He's still in control of the ball. Yeah. So I think that's where you're not getting the cards. Although I do remember back in the day, Thierry Henry getting a card for it after being quite sneaky. I want to say it was against Barcelona. Um, and Victor Valdez went to punt the ball, and Thierry Henry took it from him. That's why. That's why I I was a little surprised of the lack of cards because I feel like in that instance, and I I know my goalkeeping bias is is showing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just think it's, it a, just, it's it's an interpretation situation yeah. where the referee goes, "Listen, you, I understand he's not touching it, but you can't fucking do that." Y'all, you also need to know how you end that because it's now happened three times yeah. in three consecutive weeks. Okay, here yeah. I'm going to yeah. do demonstrate something yeah. for you. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know how you end it? Yeah. Shirt pulling? Yeah. Get fucking cards for it. Right. Nobody stop, does. It stops real fucking uh-huh. quick. Unless it's, it's real in a, quick. unless it's in a center circle, nobody gives fucking cards yeah. for it. Or yeah. calls pens. Or, yeah, I was going to say on uh, corner kicks, there's a jersey grabbed on every, every single, single time. You want to stop having corner kicks have uh, jersey pulls? Yeah, you just throw a couple of penalties up there. Suddenly, everybody will stop doing it. Erling like, Holland is the golden boot winner. Do we tend to agree on that? I mean, Mitro He's, keeps scoring, but yeah, it's 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 uh, Erling Holland. Mitro, Christmas came early for Mitro in that game, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. I'm, uh, <laughs> I gotta say, I'm pretty thirty. I think I think he puts over thirty think on so. the board. Wow, I think that's a he lot. does. That's a, that's a lot. That's a but, lot. You know, obviously the World Cup has effects to that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Norway did make the World Cup. Mm-mm. No, they did Mm-mm. not. So, oh, he gets the rest. Oh. He'll be rest. He'll be. Yeah, but he could have the third string city team behind him, which would be the hard part. That's what I'm saying. Look, all they got to do is give it to him. Apparently, the fucker scores. So what? <laughs> they, they win every game six five. Who cares? Still a yeah. W. Right. Neither North London club has lost this season and find themselves at the top of the league in first and third. Although the two newly promoted sides gave them a run for their fucking money this weekend. Let's let's call it what it is. Neither one of us have lost, but only one of us is perfect. Heard. Okay. Well, okay. you know, pro Arsenal agenda says it on your shirt right there. Arsenal right. two, Fulham one, Tottenham two, Nottingham Forest nil. Gunners sit top of the league despite going down in the uh, the start of the second half. Crap performance. Yeah, they they were also abject. I mean, this weekend for everything beautiful that last weekend was and how funny it was and it gave us all the material and everything was brilliant. For all of that, this weekend, like what was the old your your mom was so ugly she fell down the ugly tree and hit every branch on the way down. That was that this was weekend. this weekend. It was absolute dog shit. There was a lot of goals on Saturday. It didn't mean that it was actually good footy. No, it was. Oh. And, then, and then Sunday was just boring. Yeah, I had to rewind every game I watched. I found myself having to rewind ten minutes because I zoned out on my phone because it was yeah. just shit football. Um, and this was one of those games. Now I did watch this and shout out to uh, to our boy Jay um, and Jason uh, from the Fits. I mm-hmm. got on the Zoom with them and, awesome. and watched the game. Yeah, glad to hear that. So it was good. I was the, there. It was a kind of getting last vacations in before school starts. Mm-hmm. So I think they only had like nine people on the Zoom, eight yeah. people on the Zoom. Good crew though. Yeah, it was it was good. Um, Jay uh, sent me the uh, the link and and I jumped on with them. And next time, I told them that we would try to get on together at the same time so we could chat with them the the whole game would love to do that jason was at a bar jay was at a pool and then the two others were at home or three others were at home and the jason had three with him at the pub yeah and then uh the other three were at home and so we were able to chat a bit more because they could actually hear me Um, uh so by the way i got uh jay a bottle of the uh lagavulin Oh, awesome. edition got that taken care of for him. Sweet, uh, but yeah, it was it was it was a lot of fun talking to those guys. Fulham, I, I I'm starting to believe that they're safe. Um, I think Marco Silva has learned his. Now, caveat to that, Arsenal did not play very well, but Fulham look organized mm-hmm. defensively. I think Marco Silva learned his lesson from his time at Everton, mm-hmm. where it was all gung ho fucking. Balls to the wall, kind of yeah. almost Bielsa ball, to Fucking be honest. go for it. Yeah, and not worry about the defense, because if we score seven, they're not going to score seven. Um, And he's actually doing okay. 
Yeah. You know, they they look a, a formidable opponent. Um, they they did a lot to break up the play. I think we missed Thomas Partey a lot. El Nenny didn't play poorly, but I think we missed Partey a lot. And the ball from Saka, the first goal, Mitro's goal. As a defender, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. You know this. You've you've seen us play. Um, we've all played that ball that we shouldn't play. Saka should have never passed that ball to Gabriel in the first place. Mm-hmm. That's a very ill-advised pass to make from the touchline to the center of the box with your clunky center defender there. Right. He's also left-footed. The ball's coming from his right side. Mm. He's always going to use the inside of his left foot, mm-hmm. which is going to to trap the ball, which is going to put him in a situation to use his off foot to try to clear it. Yeah. <clears throat> right? Always. And he, puts, and he puts the ball right in front of the... And uh, that's exactly what he player. did. And he tried. He tried to get it out from under his feet. It didn't work. And Mitro was there. You know, it, I mean, it was for for everything that Aronson's goal. Uh, I think I compared it to the North Welsh Gypsies picking pockets. Yes. Um, this was just unzipping your pocket and presenting your wallet and to. Going, Please <laughs> don't worry about picking me, it. Mug yeah. me. Just take it. Just have it. Um, I, I insist. No, no, no. Please take my money. So, of course, Mitro, big enough also to hold off the challenge of Gabrielle. Uh, and it was it was very unfortunate that that, that that was allowed to go down. Of the three goals that Arsenal have given up this season, two of them have been direct, absolute, nailed on, no holds barred mistakes from us. Right. Right? So that's encouraging. We can tighten that up. We've only given up one goal this season. Mm-hmm. That's all right. Right. I can live with that. So, you know, and the the crowd, again, stayed behind the team, encouraged the team the entire time, despite the performance, which was crap. Martin Odegaard, uh, deflected goal, obviously. Burt Leto stood on his fucking head for Fulham. Had seven, eight saves, Mm -hmm. at least. Uh, And then Gabrielle, of course, making amends um, from another Gabrielle's corner uh, that Leno spilled. It was his one mistake the whole match. It's Um, a gaggle of Gabrielle's on your team. Tell me. Uh, missed uh, missed his punch and the ball fell kindly uh, and 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 Gabrielle uh, put it away. Now, Sam, here's the important thing. I don't want to, uh, you know, the Fitz called us out for uh, spending a little bit too much time talking about Brentford uh, last week, and that was because we had someone who has shown interest in Brentford in studio, so that's why we talked about the team because, you know, Nicole is exploring her sexuality as we have already explained and coined that phrase. Sexuality, yeah. that's right. Oh, yeah. we all, and by the way, Fitz, y- y'all listen in Georgia or Alabama, it ain't fucking Australia, is it, motherfucker? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. We have somebody in Australia that fancies the bees and we want to make sure that her listening at three o'clock in the morning is rewarded. But it's also very important, too, to uh, go ahead and talk about Fulham now. Which You're right. Yeah, we, we should give them the um, respect they deserve. Uh, Fulham, the only Premier League club to go out of the League Cup this week. Yep. Yeah, they uh, they Show lost. Uh, I mean, now granted they didn't bring any of their starters, but still, I mean, normally your backups are supposed to get a job done, especially uh, at Crawley Town. You know, I mean, the team with a little bit of a PR problem currently. Well, I mean, you know, the, yeah. the the players aren't even able to hear the whole team talk because all the brown ones have to go change in a different fucking room. They actually fired that manager. Oh, but, good. Yeah, Thank like, goodness. That's still a PR problem that they're trying to fix as well. Um, Crowley Town, uh, League Two, Sam. League Two. Uh, would you like to know what place they are currently in? Uh, can I guess? Sure. 17th. No, worse. 23rd. So they oh. are the second worst team in currently in league football. football. Yeah. Fulham lost to them too now. Nice. 
Uh, hey, Fulham, are we talking about you enough yet? I just want to double check, make sure we're talking about you enough because I want to make sure we are covering all the bases about talking about them. I know he was fired, but I'm going to make the joke anyway. Uh-huh. Did, uh, did, did the racist walk over and give Scotty Parker a hug? Or, or, no, it's not Scotty oh, Parker it's, anymore. Uh, it's Marco Silva, Silva now. Maybe somebody was hugging Scotty uh, Parker. No, no. Marco, nah, Marco, Marco Silva is not pure white. He would definitely not have <laughs> hugged him. That racist bastard that got fired from Crowley Town. Come on, man. He'd have he'd, he'd, he'd said something racist and told him to go uh, fucking do his press conference away from him in another room. <laughs> like, hold on. Can Jesus we put a wall up in between our <laughs> yeah. coaches' boxes? Because, oh, you know, goodness. there needs to be some space between us. Oh. Fucking ridiculous. Here we go. I uh, I think we've covered Fulham very well, right? The yeah. two nothing loss in the I league. They'll have, a lot of, they'll, have, they'll have a lot of time to rest. <laughs> good good for Fulham and good for the Fitz. Very good. I'm glad to hear you finally did a uh, hangout with the Fitz, man. That was that was fantastic. And I'm going to catch so much shit the next time I do one with them. Uh, I'm right. jumping on next weekend. Or I might jump on tomorrow during work. <laughs> <laughs> Forrest gave Spurs all they could. This, I mean, now, granted, Spurs and Conte tend to play a defensive style, but Forrest went at him. Forrest did go at him. They did. Um, I think this is uh, going to be a bit of a problem for Forrest throughout the season. Is uh, now Emmanuel Dennis showing up helps. But this was the first performance from Forrest where I thought they actually looked like a team. Everybody Agreed. seemed to be on the same page. And that's good. What I worry about them is that Fulham from two years ago, for instance, some good performances. They tried really hard. They were on the same page. Mitro couldn't score a fucking goal to save his life. Right. So they benched him. Right. They don't have a tip to the spear. And Alwin Yi, the one thing he had, he knew nothing about. The one goal he's had, they, right. he knew nothing about. Just hit his knee. Remember. And then they have uh, Alwin um, knee the the kid, the kid who came up with them i know it was a good joke it was a good joke we're keeping it going i dad. just couldn't stop giggling S- settle down dad we got you <laughs> um <laughs> that could be a show title too our knee knee yeah <laughs> well, it should have been last week uh, like, but when it know. happened no that two would be two ago. weeks ago yeah. thank you uh, anyways okay. <laughs> Anyways, well, my job is to keep it fucking rolling, and we're already at 45 fucking minutes. Well, let's asshole. go then. <laughs> the, well, yeah, because we're talking about Spurs, so you want to hurry up and yeah, have this fuck segment yeah, be done. Yeah, I'm going to constantly fucking press time. The, <laughs> they also have uh, um, uh, Brennan uh, Johnson as well, who scored against, uh, who who did score against Everton. But, yeah, again, it's you're right. There isn't an actual tip to the spear. There's some pretty decent forwards. But who's going to really take over a game and concern uh, center backs and occupy center backs? It's that's the one thing about you know uh, the difference between running a two man striker system and either a three or a one. Normally, that person in the center, the you know, be it Gabriel Jesus, be it Erling Holland, be it um, Firmino, Nunez, uh, even Calvert Lewin to a lesser extent, they occupy two men. They right. occupy Absolutely. both yeah, center yeah. backs have to worry about even even fuck even Solomon Rondon. The two center backs have to worry about that guy because that guy is big and physical and can kind of mm-hmm. do that. Forrest doesn't necessarily have that. But again, Forrest still showed a lot, and their wing backs. I mean, Nico Williams is a perfect fit for that. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. They, they replaced Jed Spence very, very well. Uh, what I what I do think is going to be important is Emmanuel Dennis. I think in the next few weeks you're going to see him start. 
uh, properly yeah. for the club. Yeah. Um, once he's bedded in, he just joined last week, so this was his first game, I think, uh, for Forest. Um, so obviously scored a lot of goals for Watford, and they were absolute shit. Mm-hmm. So with the performance, I think that's good. The problem is he's not necessarily a point man. If you're under pressure, no, he's more of a wing guy. You saw it once or twice with Harry Kane in this match. When now, granted, again, you're right. Spurs do play a bit more defensive and counterattack, but you saw it with Kane a few times where they were under the cosh. Uh, Tottenham cleared the ball. Harry Kane was able to hold it up two, three touches, allow his team alleviated the pressure for his team to be able to come out, and step out, shorten the field for for Forest. And then he was able to find a pass well, a and roll off and do something else. Direct result of the second goal was Correct. Um, a ball that came into the box that got knocked out. Well, Richarlison was able to win it with a ton of space. Mm-hmm. And uh, we talk about passes. Hit that with oh, the, it's a great pass. That, yeah, yeah. the little outside of the boot and curved it right into it was just, a, it was a Kane great just pass. sitting there, just bam, tap it the fuck well, in. And, but the, well, and, and there's, also, there's let's the face other... it, Kane's head is really large, <laughs> so it's really not hard to get that second, giant fucking dome on a ball. Second only to Harry Maguire. <laughs> yeah, it's, the, it's a big fucking dome. The the other piece Both I've of worked... them breathe with their mouth, by the way. That is actual fact. You don't have to say Saturday, Mel. That's actual fact. They both <laughs> use their mouth to breathe, not their nose. The other thing that I would worry about for Forrest is how did Harry Kane find that much space? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, at least three players fell asleep in that situation. And after Dean Henderson saved a penalty. that that Oh, you, you saw how pissed off Dean Henderson was at that uh-huh. goal? Like that for, He gave Forrest, he single-handedly gave Forrest a chance in that game. Mm-hmm. And they fucked it off. I mean, that these three defenders... Just fucked it off. I I still remember to this day. I had um, uh, when I was in high school, when I was a sophomore, we were playing uh, Glen Elg, uh, Lars, our uh, our good friend Lars. That's his old uh, alma mater. Up one nothing, five minutes left. I save a fucking penalty from a striker who was just running his mouth the whole game, calling me fat ass and words that you can't say now that back then you would say but start with an F yeah. saying that kind of shit. I save a fucking penalty one minute left in the match. They, that asshole scores on me. And I just turn and look at my team and I'm like, thanks the yeah. fuck. Like, where were you guys? I, I did everything we were supposed to do. I remember, I remember uh, that, that match even, and then we'll, we'll move on to the next segment. My, my coach, we all got on the bus and I was sitting in the back and he goes, uh, your keeper gets off the bus first. All of you say sat. You better fucking apologize to him. I was in, like, yeah. oh, okay. Well, thanks, thanks for nothing. But you know, it's it right. does, it doesn't, doesn't actually help. Doesn't yeah. make it feel any better. I feel uh, like Scott Parker right now. <laughs> I had one more question, but no, that's better. <laughs> Rounding out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Man, you won Southampton nil. Brighton 1, Leeds 0, Everton 1, Brentford 1, Chelsea 2, Leicester 1, Wolverhampton 1, Newcastle 1, West Ham 1, Villa 0. Here's where we're going to get through the segment pretty quick because it was really drab fucking football and there ain't a lot to fucking talk about. United get an ugly win, second on the bump. Saints didn't look awful. No, but but completely abject from United. After what they did last week, you would expect a a follow-up performance to really instill some confidence in the fans. Mm. No. No. 
No, they had good uh, a, a good five minutes, and Southampton had a lot of fucking chances. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until after the goal that United started to turn the screw, but it, it just, they couldn't finish. We, what if Southampton had gone up 1-0? Like, what would the reaction had been exactly. yeah, from yeah, yeah. United? So it's hard if you're a United supporter to really take much confidence out of that. And, and on, unfortunately for Southampton, here's the thing. Your kids are going to be brilliant for you. They really are, and it's right to make that youth movement and, and move on to that. But I remember when Mel wasn't supporting them yet, but when Villa did that, they promptly went down mm-hmm. because ultimately the league becomes too much. That spotlight becomes too much. So if you could have played kids like crazy, you really have to lean on somebody like like Ward Prowse, and at some point it just it breaks. It breaks. It doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. It's not I mean, a he- formula that works, and I still have – very little confidence in Southampton. He can't play a 12 out of 10, an absolute blinder every fucking week. No, he can't. You need somebody else to step up at some point. And Shea Adams just isn't that person. And kids are going to make mistakes. Absolutely. Kids are 100%. going to make I, mistakes. I also, I like their goalkeeper too. Mm-hmm. That that kid is I doing. Think, I think they've improved. But also, again, young keeper. So you know what's going to happen there. There's going to be some gaffes. And unfortunately, if you're playing on that much of a razor's edge with gaffes, those gaffes can cost you the fucking. So I'll, I'll tell you now, I know you don't like me doing this, but I'll tell you now, I think Forrest are down because they won't be able to score enough goals. Um, and I think they'll draw and lose games that they should, that they were well into. Right. So I think Forrest are down. I think Bournemouth are down. I think that performance just nailed their coffin, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Um, and I think that last relegation spot is up for grabs by six teams. Yeah, I would agree. I would tend to agree. There's a lot of teams that could fall into that, and it really comes I worry out of what about happens. Wolves being mm-hmm. unable to score goals. I worry about Leicester mm-hmm. with their defensive issues and not signing a fucking soul this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I worry about Fulham, obviously, just because they're mm-hmm. they're back in the league. However, you worry about us this past you weekend. Definitely worry about they us. Did a, they did a lot for my uh, my confidence in them this weekend against mm-hmm. us. Uh, I worry about Everton. Um, y'all have issues. <laughs> worry about Southampton. <laughs> I worry about Southampton. I mean, there there's a lot of teams that could go down. To be honest with, you. I still worry about Leeds, despite their good start to the season. I still worry about them because that could. Go awry again. Well, and and when people, we saw this with like. I uh, worry about Villa. We saw with well, their right stop, now. They're not. It's not a good start. Their stop start. I think you could, you know, I think you could see Stephen Gerrard. You can make an argument. Stephen Gerrard fucking is the first manager sacked. Yeah, yeah. You know, if nothing happens this week and Villa go out and lose again, and then I think they have us after the midweek. Mm-hmm, they do. So what ha- if they if they lose two more on the bounce? Do do they pull the trigger? Mm-hmm. It could happen because especially, and we'll get to it, but, but that, that team does not seem to be responding to him mm-hmm. at all. Not at the moment. Not one don't. bit. Well, um, speaking of which, I got to say, it's kind of kind of normal, Sam, but I feel like this needs to be my way downtown, walking fast. I'm a seagull. Go fuck yourself. I, just, I don't know how. I don't know why. I fear for Danny Welbeck getting hurt. Because he mm-hmm. always does, and you just sent away the backup. Mm-hmm. Um, now, granted, the backup wasn't happy, but you know, with, with Mope. But next man up, they just keep rolling. The system works. Like I really thought losing Cucarella in use Basuma. Now again, they long, change their shape though. Long season, this team I think will fall off and ultimately be under the top ten. 
you know, not a, not a top 10 team like they were this past season, but the system's working and his head hasn't Potter's head hasn't been turned. There's been multiple suitors. He's still plugging along, being wanting to be their coach. So I don't like until they prove otherwise, they're doing great and they're going to yeah, be, they're uh, clearly going to be fine. A, a lot of games are won and lost in the midfield. And with the addition of Tyler Adams for leads and really seemingly so far this season, not missing Eves Basuma at all. Mm-hmm. I like both of Brighton and Leeds' midfield. Yeah. I think they're going to provide them a lot of protection mm-hmm. and as well as a, a, an attacking platform uh, on both sides of the ball. I think these teams, honestly, I, th- I really feel like both mm-hmm. teams are going to be okay. But Brent, I think Leeds lead, are a bit more on a knife's edge, I think, than um. I think style Brighton of football. Are. I think it's style mm-hmm. of football that, that, that possibly makes it a little harder for them there. Our, our boy Lars pointed out, apparently they just do not beat Brighton. Like, much like West Ham. They just don't beat Brighton. Right. Brighton's a thorn in their fucking side. I think it's in Wemmo for Brighton, but in Wepo. No, Wepo is for Brighton. Brighton and Wemmo. And Wemmo is, 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 is Brentford. Brentford, yeah. Yep. But yeah, it's next man up. They seem to be doing just fine. It's yep. um, I, Leeds, you weren't in your stadium. You, you played your game, but... Ultimately, it didn't work. I mean, I mean, the, the quality of the finishing for both sides was fucking terrible. Yeah. Just 20% of their shots were on target between the two clubs. Um, it was horrendous good. In, in that department. But again, a lot of games are won and lost in midfield. So you, you have to have that platform, and both of them right. do. I hate, I hate the fact that I have to say this, but because I'm normally used to being the best of the rest, quote unquote. And this is a game that typically Everton should go and win historically. That was a good point on the road. Unfortunately, it's a good point. That's that's what Everton is right now. That's a good point on the road. I would say there was a bevies of bees dicks for uh, Brentford as they hit the post three fucking times. Now, I would say commentary and uh, Rebecca Lowe aside, because at halftime, Rebecca Lowe proclaimed it's one nothing Everton, but Brentford are dominating. Shots on goal were seven to five in favor of Everton. Uh, total shots, I think, was 15 to 13. And possession only got very vast at the very end of the game. And even, then, was pushing. even then was like 60, 40, less than. Uh, Credit credit like fifty seven forty three. Yeah. Credit to Jane. Jane said she was like she was like I was happy we escaped with one because it seemed like we weren't going to get it. It, it seemed and, like one of those days for Brentford, didn't it? And and the other thing too, Everton on the attacking side of the pitch. This was something to at least take a positive from. They were switching the field very well, mm-hmm. which Brentford could not fucking handle. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't root one ball straight up the field. It was ball out of the back to a to an outside. A wing back who put a ball completely across the field where nobody was fucking there except for either Damari Gray or Anthony Gordon. And they had acres of space to run. So it's again, it's a good point on the road. And for Brentford, you probably felt like it just wasn't your day, but you're happy enough with the point. And that's yeah. really all this game deserves to be talked about, which is more than Rebecca Lowe talked about it, but in the uh, pregame, because in the pregame, they do their normal, okay, this is the game on USA, and we're going to talk about that. But we're going to talk about all the other games on Peacock. A quick sentence, right? Now it's, 
oh, it's going to be Liverpool versus Bournemouth. Ah, Liverpool's looking for their first win. Bournemouth just has not looked very good yet. Boom. It's City versus, uh, you know, uh, Palace. Ah, Palace has been in really good form. I bet you they're going to give City a hard time. But Erling Holland's the uh, great equalizer. Also, Everton and Brentford are playing commercial break. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Like, you keep, like, Say a fucking sentence. No, <laughs> like, that's all Everton, Everton deserve. looking for their first win. Bees flying high from beating Man U for nothing. Like, well, that's what happened when you have forty people that uh, that support Crawley Town in your in your <laughs> in your stands <laughs> at the end of last season. Heard. against Palace. Oh, fuck uh, it, yeah. it just you don't deserve a sentence because uh, you're playing like shit. That's true. Rebecca Rebecca also uh noted uh two Crystal teams Palace are supporter. about to play a professional football match. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's that, that's one about of what those it was. teams doesn't deserve the wages they're on. <laughs> <laughs> um Gallagher with a quick double yellow in the uh Chelsea Leicester match. With all of his experience that he gained being on loan at Palace. And at West Brom, two se- two separate two seasons, seasons of, in a row. of starting central midfield regularly in the Premier League. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> this is ridiculous. What an idiot. It's just terrible. What an idiot. I, I can't believe he really put his team behind the eight ball there. Good news. It's absolutely for, ridiculous. Good news for them is you could have played with nine people and still beaten fucking uh, Foxes right now. Yeah. Easy. Foxes got nothing. Nothing. It was, it was so naive from him. It, it's just ridiculous. Uh, but Lester couldn't capitalize. If, At the end of the day, that's the state that they're in. They could not capitalize against 10-man Chelsea. Jamie Vardy, there was one instance where the ball was played into him. He took a, 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 a touch, which granted sure took him away from goal. Two seasons ago, Jamie Vardy would have buried that buried in the far it. corner. Put it on the side he of the net. He put it in the side of the net yeah. and didn't look very mad about it. I no. don't think he's happy. And they could still lose. They're they're about to lose Fafana. I think the deal has been agreed. They're just working on yeah, personal it's terms. Done. It was done that it was actually done that day. They were talking about it that day. Okay. So seventy million for Fafana, I think it was, mm-hmm. right? And then uh Tielemans is still on the chopping block potentially as well, with Liverpool mm-hmm. uh looking at it. That's the other patronizing thing I forgot to mention. In his pre match Jurgen Klopp was like, yeah, you, you know, I was listening to, to people talk and I was wrong and you guys were right. We do need another midfielder here. <sighs> you just won 9-0, man. Yeah. You're, <laughs> I, I will say, if I'm Yuri Tillemans, right, and mm-hmm. seeing how this is going, and this is kind of a shame because... I get the fuck out of Dodge. We've credited, we've credited Lester for getting it right even after the death of the owner and, like, they've done a good job and Mark talked about it on the 20 for 20 show. If I'm Tillemans today... I looked right at the club and I handed him my fucking transfer request. Absolutely. Because your value is not going to be any higher than it is right Right now. now. And he's got a world cup coming up, which he'll do well with. So I, if he's not gone this transfer window, he is the number one target for a lot of teams in the January transfer window, right after the world cup, right after he's the starting fucking central midfielder for a team that will definitely be in the quarterfinals of the fucking world cup. Yep. Maybe even win the fucking thing. They're that good. Uh, eh. They could, they could eh. Roberto Martinez will fuck it up, but they're that good. Well, no, I mean, you know what? Actually, you might be right because it's happening in the w- inter. So Lukaku's going to be up for it. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I like how you silenced the W, the, the w- winter. Inter. 
the cock is well up for that. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, but I, I'm with you. I'm starting to kind of fear for Lester a little. Two good, goal, is, two good goals for Sterling. Mm-hmm. Very good goals for Sterling. Yeah, uh, you know, you kind of get the idea that, uh, you know, maybe, okay, yeah, it's time to move on from City. The victim of the rotation of Pep and all that kind of stuff. He needs to be the main man. What, he's 28, 29 years old mm-hmm. now. Needs to be starting every week, no matter what. No Chelsea's going to make him the main man. Absolutely, and, and he, he's, he's delivering dividends. Great. Uh, mm-hmm. the one was a tap in. It was a decent amount of decent football in the build up. He's putting himself in the right fucking places the fir- to score. The first goal was excellent. I think. I think we're finally going to see the twenty goal season out yeah. of Sterling. That yeah, we, I would agree. That we have thought we were going to see for the last five seasons. We're going to finally see that. I would agree. Season. And you know what? On a different year, he would be the top goal scorer in the league. And Erling Holland. Too, too bad Erling Holland's going <laughs> to. He's going to try to pull his best Dixie Dean. He ain't going to get there. But damn it, he ain't going to try. Erling Holland is what 21, 22? <laughs> I, mm-hmm. We haven't even seen the fucking ceiling from him yet. I know it's just fucking insanity. Uh, now let's go ahead and talk about the rather boring matches that happened on fucking Fuck Sunday. Uh, great goal from Neves. Uh, Maximon equalizes. There is two not, excellent, two excellent goals. Just not much to talk about outside of that. The though. only two decent bits that were in the fucking game, mind you. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody hit the post for Newcastle in stoppage time. I can't remember who it was. Anderson maybe mm-hmm. uh, had a header. Uh, that hit the post, but Ruben Neves uh, with a, if there's one player in a league that you're going to fucking close down outside of the box, it's Ruben Neves. Oh, he's yeah. fucking known for it. What are you doing? Like, why are you not running out after him? 25 yards out. Don't let the man shoot. He just, he's, you he, gotta be fucking tighter on him than tidy whiteys. All right. Now, much like last time when we talked about Pope and uh, Newcastle, because that was the more important story. Sam, I'm going to give you a little bit of something that's going to make you very, very happy. And I found this out from Lars. Okay. Apparently, Leeds are interested in the Wang. Oh. Let me find out. Wang and Cock? <laughs> Wang Teaming and up. the Cock spit together. Ro- spit roasting the rest of the league. Double penetration. <laughs> Chinese finger cuffs. Getting it fucking done. More on that on injury time. The Wang and the Cock. <laughs> I, like, that's... <laughs> It's yin and yang, baby. The Wayne and the, the Wang and the cock, man. Now you know what we haven't made enough of. Um, and 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 actually, now that we're talking about wolves, it's poignant. Willie Bolly just didn't show up amid transfer request, uh, not request, but uh, transfer interest in from other clubs. Right. Willie Bolly just didn't show up to the game despite being named in the squad. Oh shit! For wolves, but we haven't made enough of. Willie and Wang being in the same oh, team. Oh, Willie and Wang. Yeah, we yeah, have missed out we on ha- that. Yeah, we haven't done enough on that. I, that's an opportunity lost, Mr. Graham. That's on both of us. It is. That's our I fault. Blame, I blame both of us because we need to be sophomoric enough to know all the dick jokes. Yeah, and if I was a meaner person that that didn't respect the life and times of uh, Mr. Shinodaba uh, Prava from a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. there would be a Willie Copter joke somewhere in there when Wolves play Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really bad. Anywho. Um, Moving on. <laughs> West Ham finally score. West Ham finally win. Great volley from St. Maximum, though. Oh, yes, it was. Very yeah. much so. Excellent. Uh, West Ham finally score. West Ham finally win. Oh, good for them. Uh, in the Battle of the Claret and Blue, uh, did not go no go so well. No, for, for Claret and we're just fucking blue. Just, blue four, shots, just four shots on targets yeah. between the two teams. Well, here's terrible. A lot of blue balls. Here was the big thing that there was 
no actual change from Gerard at halftime where the ferryman, the man that is known for playing one system all the fucking time, made changes, got the goal, got the win. And Villa seemed just abject. Yeah, can we put Gerard's name up on that list of coaches that oh, might absolutely. be fired? Oh, he's there. He's absolutely. Now, now I when he brought Leon, they, Leon Bailey on. I'm off, yeah. I'm off the Gerard bandwagon, by the way. Leon yeah. Bailey actually tried to make a difference. He tried to grab the game by the uh, scuff, uh, scruff of the neck. But you, you got to look at this performance from, from both sides, honestly. The crosses weren't beating the first man. Nope. The it, they were horrendous. The 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 build up play was meh at best. wasn't good, but the crossing was fucking schoolboy stuff. It was absolutely fucking terrible. I don't know where so and and canny operators on both sides. Maddie Cash, you know Aaron Cresswell mm-hmm. couldn't beat the first man on their crosses. Vladimir Sufal. Yeah. It's just like, what the fuck is going on here? It was just put a decent ball in the box. Luca Digne couldn't beat the first man on, on a lot of his efforts. I woke up now. They granted, looked winded 15 minutes into the match. I, yeah. I had uh, I had been drinking a lot the evening before. Saturday night, with, yeah. uh With uh, Larzy Poo. Larzy Poo. Larza Pan. Little Spoon. Soft hands of the business. Definitely, Larzapan is probably the most fitting nickname I've ever heard of. All all he's put his hands in the business. What did you say? His softest hands in the business. Oh, sorry. (laughs) By the way, injury injury time. I have I have stuff. Heard. So, anywho, the they snuggle again. (laughs) I woke up. I was a little hungover, not terribly hungover. I sat down to watch the game with her, and the second half, I was just like, I'm just gonna listen to it from the bedroom because I don't even want to watch this Mm -hmm. shit. Like it's it's fucking terrible. I played played on my phone and listened to the game and checked the scores as I was fucking uh, sitting there playing fucking Clash of Clans. Like that is how entertaining you ditched the risk Saturday's action. Oh, I still play Risk too. <laughs> um, that was how entertaining fucking Saturday's action was. It just Mel. I got nothing to say. Can I do this shot and get it over with? Which was kind of how I felt during the game. Can someone get me shot and get this over with? <laughs> Once again, I asked the same question. Villa? Look at that. Mel's taken 25% of the shots that both teams took in this game. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag facts. Well, you going to finish that or what? Didn't I? Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. There's a little bit. This is a fucking travesty here. And there go the headphones, as it should be. As she pours it down half of her chin, so. Oh, God. That taste is going to linger. It's now on my lips. So. I can't say better. Sure money. This is sure money. This is where we give you our picks to better inform you on your bets. Um, and if you haven't quite figured out that that is satire and sarcasm, um, that is your own problem. It's not our responsibility for you sucking. I'll take $5 on things that will not be on the regular show, but only on the live stream because they were fuck ups by our producer for even money. I'll put a fiver on that. You win. Yeah, I do. Uh, (laughs) You shook your head. You shook your head. All right. Anyway, uh, so I lost. What did you do? I lost as well. Nice. Uh, I think Pat lost too, didn't he? Uh, Yeah, he did. I'm pretty sure he did. Did not go well. Did not go well at all. Yeah, so um, my couple losers is Everton didn't roll over as they should have. 
<laughs> My cup of losers is thought 86 in Ashley 86th the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> if you could uh, dump that in the sports, uh, sorry, Dort's Spyrect, uh, because we don't want to give them proper advertising mm-hmm. money. Because um, Mike cup. Ashley has enough fucking money. Yeah. Fuck him. He's correct. Very All right. good. So what do you got, my friend, for this week's? Uh, midweek, because we are betting again for the weekend Thursday. Exactly. So we'll do, I don't know if Pat's, we'll have to ask him if he just has two bets for um, this show or if he's going to join us on Thursday and give us his weekend bets as well. But uh, Newcastle could not manage a win, so I missed, and I'm now down 300. Hey, Sam, one more loss, and I'll equal my weight and loss money. Big Sam's lock of the week. I hate to keep saying it, but Mr. Graham, 0% of the time, it works 100% of the time. Um, I need a win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to win. I got to win. Got to get a win. So I am taking a four-way parlay. <laughs> all favorites. Nice. And it's not even good odds. I'm just taking it. because Fuck I it. Need, I need a fucking win. This is normally my end of season to win the league yeah. thing. I'm taking Arsenal, Chelsea, City, and Liverpool all to win mm. over Villa, Southampton, Forest, and Newcastle, respectively, at plus 250. Nice. There's <laughs> not good odds, but I'm, ta- I'm taking all the favorites. I just I just kept hitting favorites till the number at the bottom went Was a plus. positive. And I <laughs> yeah. went, done. If it would have been, if I needed to fucking go ahead and throw a Tottenham in there, I would have thrown Tottenham against West Ham over my better judgment yeah. i'd have done it nice all right well that's you know very safe and not very fun from you so that's good uh mel <laughs> don't it's gonna be fun because it's not gonna hit and my losses are gonna be the same amount as my weight size yes uh is pat available tonight is, is he on and now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend pat's pick it a week hey buddy hey how's it going not bad you lost right yeah, because yeah. Kane decided to put two in. Nice. Yep. Yep. Well, also, yeah. Fulham lost by only one, right? Wasn't Fulham your spread on that one and a half? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I didn't no. help either. So you no, no, I, I had no, both Fulham, my other two. Fulham hit because it was 2-1. Um, so yeah, lost, yeah, yeah. I had lost by less than one and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was yeah. over one and a half. My apologies. I thought it was the under. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. He lost you, anyway. You like like all of us, and fuck newsflash, the fucking chicken too. None of us know how to bet. Stop listening to us. Sure money is not the way you bet. Well, no, it is sure money. That's why it's funny. Bet, bet the exact opposite of what we do. Again, if you can't get it, that's your fucking problem. <laughs> well, uh, when my first two hit on Saturday, I almost wanted to text you to say, "Hey, can I cover my hundred dollars by putting a hundred on the minus one and a half on Tottenham just so I could have been a winner regardless. But, you know, that's not how the segment works. So, But that's what I would have done in real life. You, you know what I mean? Note, Sam. Okay. Mr. Graham, this is why we call him our degenerate gambling <laughs> friend back. Yeah, so what he's saying his was. His brain is yeah. going, all right, I'm up. I need to just cover. So if shit don't go right, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that way I would have won regardless. It would have been like I would have won $50 or I would have won $300. You know what I mean? That's Fuck. what I would have yeah, done no, in real life. So like, if, if, Pat, yeah. if, if Pat was sitting at the sports book, mm-hmm. right, what he would have done was go, I'm doing really good right now. 
Let yeah, me run over, put bet. another hundred dollars into the machine, and make sure that I do even better, or just cover what I've lost. Yep. That's, yeah. Yeah. In, yep, yep, fu- yep. in case it fucks off, that's like saying, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to put thirty five dollars on seventeen, right? Black mm-hmm. on roulette, but just in case that fucks up, I'm going to run and play a fifty dollar <laughs> blackjack hand real quick. Yeah, <laughs> or, or I'm gonna put fifty on red. Yeah, can you just, I was gonna say, or put it on red and and then green hit. That's yeah. Just keep it on my chips for me. Will you real fast? I'll be right back. Dot dot dot. Degenerate. Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. So what do you got this week, my friend? All right. So since I'm uh, I'm only down a hundred, uh, I am you know I'm taking a weekday get, uh, uh, bet as well, and I got the weekend bet in as uh, also. I won't be able to join you on Thursday, so okay. I might as well Doing just both. go ahead and yeah. All right. So for the weekday, I'm just going to take uh, 100 on Nottingham plus two and a half against Man City. That'll win 115 if it hits. And then the weekend, I'm going to take a two way parlay, uh, 100. Uh, for Wolverham, minus a half a goal, plus 120, and Arsenal, plus a half a goal at minus 170, which will pay off at 250. So, all right. that's uh, all I got. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of all pretty tight legit. and simple. Hey, you know what this weekend is, though, right? Oh, it's the, the start side. of college football. Oh, well, college I, football, baby. Oh, it's college. Well, this, this, this is where the college fund really gets lost. <laughs> Um, oh. What you weren't you didn't bet uh Nebraska and uh Northwestern over in um no, over in Ireland no. this past week? I need a full day. I need from start from twelve o'clock to about uh, when the West Coast game to about one o'clock in the morning. I need that full day. That is... uh, then if one bet's going crappy, I can just switch to another channel, FS one, FS two, ACC, Big Ten, CBS Sports, USA. You know, I, anyone, and just pick another game and go ahead and throw a second half bet on that. Allow and then say this another again. first half bet. Degenerate. <laughs> speaking, speaking of being a degenerate, you know what I did notice? I went to the sports book to watch United Southampton mm-hmm. with Brian. Oh, cool. With my brother on yeah, Saturday. Very good. Uh, also, what, a what he bet like $2? No, he actually put money down. Um, the only issue with. That's a first. The only issue with live. Uh-huh. Check this out. The FanDuel Sportsbook, separate employees from the regular casino. They don't open till 11, maybe 10 on the weekends. Right. Nobody there to change the old channel. Uh-huh. They had a replay oh. of a Formula One match. Right. Oh, race. bitter. Yeah. Fucking pissed. We ended up going to Expectations. Shout yeah. out. They were excellent. Yeah. Uh, excellent, if you will. <laughs> yeah, that sounds uh, terrible. In, in Ellicott City to watch the game. but So we bet on the kiosks and then rolled, right? Yeah. Yeah, they don't even they don't even have. Um, we couldn't find a bartender to change a channel and uh, at the oh, bars. Terrible. Like they we couldn't even pe- watch the fucking games there. They don't even have uh, Peacock either. No, like they they don't. Yeah, they need it's to. Abs- get it was that fucking shit. absurd. They need to get that shit right. The, quick. Literally the only live sporting event on, and they right. didn't have it. Anyway, besides the point, right? So I woke up at six thirty in the morning to go to the casino. Yes, that happened. <laughs> Degenerate. That a boy. But you know what I noticed on the kiosks, which really pissed me off. What's that? Darts was not an option to bet anymore. Oh, boo. I know. And I've made a lot of money betting on darts. Yeah, you were hitting that like crazy. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Wasn't even an option on the little menu. Pissed. Uh, Fucking maybe pissed. did you punch in your note? Did you put punch in your user code? And they said no, you're not allowed to bet on this anymore because you're too good at it. Because <laughs> you're a fucking asshole. Yeah, no, they didn't take me. They didn't take me to the winners' lounge. No, that didn't happen. <laughs> that did not happen. So, but yeah, I was livid. And now maybe there was no darting happening this week, but 
it should at least be there. Because mm-hmm. you could bet futures for eight, eight, 10, 12 months forward. Oh, I don't know. I was wasn't watching even a fucking tip, option. Uh, uh, two- there was a soft tent tournament going on this weekend I was watching. I don't know if that's too low for them to even put up on the book. Yeah, they'll put anything on the book. That's not right. Yeah, no, it's fucking ridiculous. I was pissed. Uh, I do do have to say, uh, gentlemen, for both of you, um, it's called 12 Steps. There's meetings. They're anonymous. You don't have to talk to it about it with anybody. But we're betting darts and uh, spending an entire day on college football. And especially right now, Sam, as your hair looks emo as fuck, you should probably just go to the meetings now, especially just for that hair. Well, here's the, hair, here's the thing. I, you know, I'm a firm proponent of the nine of, of, of the 12 steps and, and all that stuff. You know, well done to you. If you can get sober, you can stop gambling. You can do all that, this, that, the other. One thing that a lot of people don't know about me is I have a particular issue with that program for me personally. That's number nine. I ain't apologizing to fucking nobody. Okay. So <laughs> I can't, I, I just couldn't complete it. This is not going to happen. I'm not fucking apologizing. Oh, that's all right. Right, right before I went on, my wife just called me to see if I wanted to go to the movies with the family to see uh, the new Thor movie at 1230 this Saturday. And it basically was a pretty quick response. Uh, that's a hard no. <laughs> I'm going to be sitting in my basement watching college football all day. Are you crazy? Right. Yeah. As I'm watching you guys talk and, and I'm looking at Sam right now, all I can think is, why didn't my bets hit? I blame you, Dad. <laughs> That's good. All right, Pat. Thanks a lot, man. We'll talk to you again next week. Um, uh, thank you for having your bet ready for Thursday. Appreciate your uh, commitment to admin. No problem. Talk to you later. All right, brother. All right. So for mine, okay. Uh-huh. Four-way parlay as well. Uh, Arsenal to win. You liked my emo singing, didn't you? Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it was not bad at all. I wouldn't <laughs> mind going out to uh, My Chemical Romance tonight, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, <laughs> or Hawthorne Heights. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal to win uh, over two and a half goals in the game. Palace to beat Brentford and Wolves to beat Bournemouth. That's going to bank me 823 smackaroos. Very good. Very, very good. And I think all three, uh, four things could happen there. I really do. I got to tell you, normally we're on fire with our bets, but, you know. Oh, it's else, been a slow start. Somebody <laughs> else does better. Well, somebody else is below 500. Yes. We have a chicken. Well, Kitty missed again and sits at one and two. So this week. I gave Kitty Spurs heading to West Ham in a London Derby. Now, Kitty pulled up a YouTube video of her in the back seat of James Gordon's James Fuck James Corden's Excellent ride. Reader. Definitely, definitely best cold reader. I read cold. Very good. James yeah. Corden's ride for Def- carpool karaoke with Katy Perry. Tell me Kitty kissed a girl. Uh, the two and liked were, it. The two were gleefully singing "Forever Blowing Bubbles" in perfect harmony. Of course they were. He didn't sing perfect harmony in Cats, but you know we won't hold that against him. <laughs> uh, now both are huge West Ham supporters, so clearly she is taking the irons to win at home against Spurs. Oh, I think Kitty might be one and three. Yeah, I think she might be too. To be honest, with you. I, th- I think maybe maybe somebody did some creative writing for Kitty. <laughs> 
Well, uh, what Kitty does now is the same thing she knows every week, and that is to please always gamble legally and responsibly. Championship corner! I've fallen, and I can't get up! Oh, no! I'm about to fall and not be able to get up. I just kicked the shit out of the table. <laughs> well done, killer. God damn, right in the middle of the shin. That was horrible. All right, uh, Luton uh, and Sheffield United got the weekend off to a barn-burning 1-1 draw. <sighs> Fucking Fuck. championship. Fuck me. Uh, Norwich actually won this weekend 1-0 over Sunderland. Does it even count, though? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the <laughs> Stoke 1-0 over Blackburn. Uh, at actual barn burner, Blackpool and Bristol City tied 3-3. Cardiff Preston, no, no. Huddersfield and West Brom, 2-2. Courtesy of a sausage roll. Hull over Coventry, 3-2. Burrow over Swansea, 2-1. Reading beat Millwall, 1-0. Rotheringham, 2-0 over Birmingham. QPR outlasting Watford, 3-2. And Burnley, fucking Burnley, 5-1. Holy shit, Burnley. Over Wigan. Isn't that fantastic? That leaves Reading top of the fucking table. Wow. After last season, almost getting relegated. Wow. Yeah. Sheffield United in second place on 11 points. Hull, uh, Reading, I should mention, it, uh, has 12 points on the on the board there. Um, Sheffield United in second with 11. Hull in third with a dead even goal differential uh, on 11 points as well. Norwich uh, in fourth on 10 points. Rotheringham in, uh, as well as three other clubs, Burnley, Watford, and Blackburn, all on nine points, fifth through eighth in that order, respectively. Uh, and then you go all the way down to the bottom. You have Coventry City at 0-1-2, and sitting on one point with a minus two goal differential. Doesn't look very good there. Huddersfield uh, also in 23rd after being in the playoff picture last season. Well, also having not two starting players yep. then go to Nottingham Forest doesn't not, help. Well, they showed that owner, by the way. Uh, I think there's going to be a financial fair play situation. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. They they had, I Googled because I, I wasn't super familiar with their time in the championship but I vaguely remembered them having a shirt sponsor. Mm-hmm. They don't have one right now. So your club upgrades, you spend $180 million this summer or something because you've bought 18 players. And you don't have a shirt sponsor. And you sponsor. don't have a shirt sponsor. If they can't sort that out, because their contract ended with the other guys last at the end of last year. Right. If you can't fucking figure out how to make that money, you may be penalized for that oh yeah and the parachute payments aren't going to cover the fines you get when you go back down could be uh oh yeah it could be a a big financial problem uh anyway uh swansea also uh in or around the playoff picture last season um you know kind of just finished outside the playoffs i believe they were uh in 22nd spot on five points so coventry kind of digging themselves a hole even if they win a game They'll still be in the relegation zone. Oh, not good. Not no, good at all. Birmingham City also, uh, another one of Steve Bruce's former haunts, uh, is in 21st. Wigan in 20th, Luton in 19th. So they're all still not out of it, although they are a lot of points above Coventry, even at this early stage. Wow, very cool. There go. Um, oh, wait, Steve Bruce. There you go. West Brom, uh, firmly in 15th. <laughs> Doing okay. what they do. Good uh, Christ. Uh, Jordan, Nick, Brett, please tell us you're listening, because otherwise... 
this is a daunting task talking about the championship. I knew the Fitz listened. I knew the fucking Fitz yeah, listened. Yeah, no shit. Please give us something, boys, because the championship is a daunting thing to talk about. I like to think, I, and maybe maybe Taylor can get on this for us because he's really good at Photoshop and stuff. Mm-hmm. I would like, uh, because Craig Bellamy is a Welshman, he is uh, kind of pale in, in certain lights. Um, so maybe this has to wait until something comes out around December, January time when he mm-hmm. loses his summer tan because he does like to golf, uh, old Bellamy. Um, but with Vincent Company's head, I would like to see a Photoshop of Pinky and the Brain with <laughs> with Craig Bellamy and uh, old big head Vincent Company. Love it. I think it'd be good. The old uh, 90s cartoon, late 90s mm-hmm. cartoon, early oh, 2000s, Pinky and the Brain. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Try to conquer the world. <laughs> Hashtag homework. What are we doing tonight, brain? Try to conquer world. Pinky it's and the brain, brain, to take brain, over brain, the world, brain. but you know, silly puppy. Okay, lay it bye. That's gonna wrap it up, boys and girls. Sammy, any parting words? <sighs> Not really. I don't think there were any dickweeds this week. Yeah, none. No, it was Good pretty job. fairly simple, other than the way Steven Jarrod set up his team. I appreciate the pivot. That was well done. Yeah. I thought you were going to go with the other word, and you dickweed was solid. Thanks. Was well done. Yeah, I look, almost look did. Be, look at you being mindful. I've reached my cunt quota for the week already. Yeah, still slipped one in there, didn't <laughs> You called it out. I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to do it, but you called me out. All right. Next up is injury time. We're going to uh, talk about the beers that we've been drinking. One of mine that I've just opened was definitely skunk, so none of us will be drinking that, and, uh, which is a shame because it was a German lager, which would have been fun to drink. Yeah, I've had a couple of those recently. And we, been kind of skunked. We are going to talk about our adopted clubs, our fantasy programming. Yes, Mel? I was just going to say, uh, you do have beer because Brody brought beer over. Dare I say, Brody. Better than Gecko. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right, yeah, the fucking gooner gram. Snow the Malort. Look straight in shorts. Sam Graham, Sam Graham. Come to United! Come to United! Hit the fucking new button.